The following is a presentation of Muddy River News. A great night's sleep starts at Harvey's Furniture. Check out the large selection of complete bedroom sets. And when it comes to mattresses, we have a full selection from Bemco, Spring Air, and Chatham and Wells. Harvey's Furniture, our home, your home. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Daily Muddy. I'm Bob Goff, sitting in for Ashley Conrad today. My guest is Ada Bear. She is the CEO of Memorial Hospital. Welcome. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. I appreciate the invitation. It's nice to have you down, and uh, it's a great time to have you because uh, Healthcare Week is kicking off. Yes, we love to call it Healthcare Week. Um, technicality, it's Hospital Week, and sure. it's um, Nurses Week, but... For us, we want to celebrate everyone who works in healthcare. So, we are kicking off a whole week of um, fun activity in our organizations. And, and as you say that, though, um, let's talk a little, little bit about just rural healthcare in general. Is this a pretty challenging time? It has absolutely been challenging time. The last several years have been challenging. But you know, one of the other things in terms of the challenge, I think we've also found it's been some of the most rewarding um, as well because sometimes when it's tough and you have a pandemic and you have to step up differently and things are hard and the team then sees how they get through it and help the community get through it you can sit back and go wow we did it together in uh, in talking to uh, you know healthcare uh, officials around the the region, they've all they have all talked about their team and the staff and how they had to get through the pandemic and now after life after the pandemic. I, I'm sure you're pretty proud of your team as well. I couldn't even I couldn't be more proud. I feel that I am incredibly blessed um, with the with the team that I have, and I think in rural there is so much heart that goes into, because we literally take care of our next door neighbors. We take care of our family, we take care of our friends. We see them at the grocery stores, you know, and so um, there's a lot of passion that goes into working rural. And uh, there's also a lot of cooperation and collaboration with other healthcare providers around the region though as well, correct? Oh my, we could not do what we do without collaboration, absolutely. You know, when you work in rural healthcare, um, Resources are tight. You don't have a lot of money. You don't have a lot of team, and and you can't afford to be duplicating services. And so I tell my team, uh, competition is not in my vocabulary, but collaboration is. And whether it's with our local health departments, um, schools, universities, other providers within the region, we absolutely could not manage without all of us pulling together. And I think when you look at uh, that as a whole, especially in our region, um, one of the things that would have probably had an impact on you, I would assume, would have been the recent closing over in Keokuk. Does that, is that something where you look at and say, okay, how do we adapt? Are we going to be bringing more people in? And are there any people who might be a good addition to our team? How can we help any patients over there who might need us? I mean, that, that sort of comes into play, doesn't it? It it absolutely does. I mean, we have been impacted within the emergency department, um, you know, again, folks looking for, for jobs. But the other piece of the equation that truly, from my perspective, isn't okay is that community needs an emergency department. They need some of that anchor. 
and um, you know and so while there are things that we can do you know I feel badly when people have to then have an emergency transport to us or to Fort Madison because they don't have something right in their backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's something that, uh, and again, it, you, you look at where, where your position there is in Hancock County, and you know you do have the bigger hospitals around you, but still, I mean, there are times when people need care fast, and, mm-hmm. and it's good that you're there. Absolutely, and we are happy to be there. We are happy to, again, provide our five-star care for those who walk through, through our door anytime how many uh, how many employees do you have at memorial right now if you look at our organization as a whole so our hospital our clinics and our hancock county senior and child care services we have 400. wow that's a little more than i thought i don't know why we've, but that's that sounds like a good number we've we've grown a bit in the 20 <laughs> years i've been there so yes. i was got so the next time i was gonna ask you i yeah. thought I, I thought it was around that mark but i i wasn't sure so so you have been uh, you've been over at, uh, at there uh, what sort of when you talk about that 20 years what is something that you look at 20 years ago and and and, and today and you're like wow i can't believe we've come this far in that I think um, overall, 20 years ago, when I really couldn't like, find the front door of the hospital because <laughs> the signage wasn't the best, <clears throat> did I think that we would have an absolutely gorgeous campus mm. right on the highway right. um, that is such a surprise where you go over the bridge and it's like, oh, look what's in the middle of a cornfield. And then to totally repurpose the original campus into our um, senior services and to be able to provide supportive living and state-of-the-art dementia care. Um, If you had told me in 20 years ago that we would have two new campuses with the scope of services that we provide, I would go, "Uh, that's a little lofty. (laughs) But um, a wonderful board, an amazing community and team, and they've helped to make it a reality. How many years have you had that, the, the, the hospital out on the highway? 2009. Okay. So about, yeah, like 14 years then. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, again, I think that, uh, you know, a lot of times when you see a hospital move, the old facility people will wonder what's going to happen. But again, you mm-hmm. took that and said, no, we can still make this be a part of our, part of our mission as well. Absolutely. And when, when, before, on that senior services part, Again, we're all getting older, and uh, that's a big part of it in in our area, especially when you look at census numbers on that. Was that something that when you when you made that decision, I mean, was it okay? The, we think this will grow enough to be where it can justify using all this space. Did you look at possibly moving it out there as well? Kind of talk about when that all happened. Yeah. Um, initially, our first supportive living, we only had um, you know like twenty two apartments. And the feasibility study said we could do more than double that. And I'm like, well, that seems a little aggressive. Um, And in the end, that's exactly what we did because we have 42 apartments. And in addition, we added the two memory care houses that um, support 20 residents there. And, you know, so we were mindful with feasibility study that we did and with the growing and aging population and the fact that the state of Illinois made provision for supportive living. So it allows us to take low-income Medicaid, long-term care insurance, private pay, and so it really helps us to continue to fully serve 
our senior population regardless of what their financial means are. Uh, as we wrap things up here, you talked about your 400 employees. Uh, every time we've also talked to providers, it's also been, we have a good team, but we, we need more people. Nursing especially, I assume that's still that's still a need, correct? Absolutely. Come and see us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I have a really good friend of mine from college who her, her son just became a nurse, but he's out in mm-hmm. uh, the Carolinas, so I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be coming back here. But uh, but yeah, I know I, we've talked about that in the things that, that providers have had to do to increase pay and to more benefit. You know, you, you have to constantly be recruiting because you don't know when you're going to leave somebody in any position. Absolutely. And and how the recruiting process is that something where um, what what sort of scope are you looking at when you and your team decide okay hey we need a new doctor or we need new nurses how do you, how do you tackle that? Um, a couple different means we work with others in the field when you talk about medical staff recruitment um, certainly and then there's so much that happens in social media today and spreading the word and the other thing we do is. We offer our team some incentives for helping us to okay. recruit as well, because my 400 team members are the best marketers we have yeah. to to share what it is that we do and why someone should want to join us. Well, um, Ada Bear, thank you very much for stopping by today. It's been a really great chat and a continued uh, success and growth over Memorial Hospital. Really, really appreciate the time. And it wouldn't be right if I didn't put in the plug. Go ahead for the national award oh, that's that right. we will be receiving um, this next week. And the National Rural Health Association is giving us their number one award in terms of national recognition. And we are the outstanding rural health organization within the country. Thank you to NRHA. So. I was getting so lost in this, the nuts and bolts. I kind of over kind of skipped that. But yeah, no, that is a fantastic honor for you and your team. And are are, are they bringing that to you, or are you going somewhere to do that? Um, the annual meeting is in San Diego, and so we will be there next week. Um, that's a that's a tough gig to receive that <laughs> award. But for those listening, um, on Tuesday evening from 5 to 6.30, we are having a celebration um, at the hospital, and we invite you to join us and take a tour and, and celebrate with us. That sounds like a lot of fun. And again, uh, once again, congratulations on that award. Thank you very much. All right. We'll have more Daily Money after this. Instant Replay is your local sports bar. With 18 big screen TVs, we have all the sports packages from college games to pro games. We offer daily drink specials and come check out the bullpen, our newly renovated beer garden. Instant Replay, 2739 Chestnut in Quincy. Welcome to the Abbey, a Quincy tradition. With six big screens, a new larger kitchen, and now more seating capacity, the Abbey is the place to be before, during, and after the big game. Come enjoy fan favorite appetizers, steaks, burgers, and a variety of daily food and drink specials. Can't join us? Carryout is available too. Now with a convenient drive-up window to better serve you. 1736 Spring in Quincy. Opens at 3 p.m. Tuesday through Sunday. Come join all your friends at the Abbey, a Quincy tradition. The Liquor Booth is your home for a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits. The Liquor Booth has two locations in Quincy, 3520 Broadway and 1500 North 12th Street. The Liquor Booth, where it's always happy hour. Are you looking for the perfect venue for your next special event? Check out Utopia Event Center. Utopia has a large banquet room and an awesome bar area, 
perfect for anything from birthday parties to formal corporate meetings. It also offers a photo booth, stage for a DJ or a live band, and a fully stocked bar, all for only $300. Check us out at utopiaeventcenter.com or call Barn at 217-430-6559 for more information. Utopia Event Center, 900 North 12th Street in Quincy. Quincy Warehouse Bargains is your Quincy home improvement store. It's the only store of its kind in the Quincy area. We offer flooring, mattresses, area rugs, dining sets, couches, appliances, and much more. And have more products to come so we can better serve the Quincy and Tri-State community. Our staff is ready to help you find what you need to make your house a home. Quincy Warehouse Bargains, 4100 North 24th Street, Quincy. What kind of shows will you see on Muddy River Gems each month? The same award-winning storytelling from Mark McDonald and crew that you enjoyed for nearly 20 years on PBS. Muddy River Gems with host Mark McDonald. A new episode every month online from Muddy River News. And welcome back to the Daily Muddy. My guests today are Sharon Sandage and Linda Berry. And we're going to talk about a little reunion of St. Mary Hospital. Welcome. Thank Hi. you. Thank you for having us. Uh, of course, uh, the history of the place uh, is is long and it's rich. And you guys are doing a really nice event coming up here on May 19th to commemorate that. Yes, we are. So tell me about it. Well... Uh, the date was picked specifically because on May 19th in 1866 is when it all started. Three little nuns came and uh, the history begins there. They got off a, off a boat from Cincinnati, right? Yep. Well, by, by way of St. Louis. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sharon can relate to that. <laughs> all that history can go on and on and on with that. So. Because they, they landed here and then uh, about a year and a half later, roughly, that's when the hospital was actually opened, right? First hospital built. Four hey. stories and, and 50 beds. Wow. And less than a year and a half. Yeah. And of well, course, over we remember the old, the building, the, the original building was, was right there. And then of course, over the years they built and it became the bigger structure than it was. Um, so what are you going to do to, to honor the, honor the founding of the hospital? Okay. We got the brainstorm, mm -hmm. which took on a life of its own. And uh, on May 19th this year, what we're going to do is gather people on the 14th street site, Vermont, mm -hmm. 14th and Vermont site. And uh, logistics are gonna be a little tricky, but we're gonna get a lot of volunteers. And what we want to do is in the center of the field, we're gonna form a heart of people. And we do have a drone that's gonna fly over and get a picture from above. Uh, where it took a life of its own was, uh, we decided to have a little program with it too. A brief program, but a program. So uh, the mayor will be there, we have a proclamation. So uh, we'll have that. Uh, the name Bill Messinger, I don't know if you recall that sure. name. Sure. Okay. Well, he's going to be our MC, and he'll say a few words. We have a, an invocation, and then we'll just have one song to conclude it. But the big deal is to commemorate the whole thing by an aerial view of the heart, that St. Mary Hospital will always remain in our hearts. 
That's a little corny, but no, it's that. No, it's really, it's, it's great. Again, it, it was, a, again, the, the, the town's first hospital. It's, it's a wonderful piece of history. Sharon, let's talk a little bit about that history. So these, these three sisters got off the boat. How did they start a hospital? Well, how did they start a hospital? Well, I have to maybe take you back just a little mm -hmm. bit further and uh, looking at what was going on here in Quincy, uh, the end of uh, the civil war was coming and uh, there was a priest here, uh, Father Schaefermeyer, and he realized that there was not adequate um, needs to meet um, the peoples when these hospitals would leave because all there was was a city infirmary. So he went and asked um, the, the sisters, now I have to say this close, the Sisters of the Poor of St. <laughs> Francis, that's what their original name was, asked them if they would come and build a hospital, but their resources were rather slim and it took another priest to go um, a second time and ask. And again, uh, finally they said yes, they would come. And so they sent these three sisters, Sister Yeshiba, Sister Anna, and Sister Elizabeth, who arrived here on the eve of Pentecost and stepped off of that boat and into the city of Quincy. Um, from there, they lived in a little house across from St. Aloysius's orphanage, and um, that was uh, called their little house on the prairie. Um, and they actually did services there for the poor, the needy, and the sick until they could establish a temporary location, which was the Bishop's House on 8th and Vermont, which you might know that as even another building once upon a time. It would have been the former Notre Dame okay. way back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when they the sisters came and take, took that over, Sisters of Notre Dame, then they moved one more time, and that was to St. Boniface Church. And so it was October 25th, 1867 that they dedicated that particular hospital from there there are five i'm going to call them major additions that were made to that hospital um, and over the years those additions were added to see to the technology changes that were needed uh, the increase in the number of beds and so forth and just uh, meeting many other needs besides what just came out of that particular hospital or institution. And uh, again, that that facility, of course, was uh, like like uh, we were talking uh, beforehand. Uh, you know, I'm from the area. My brother was born there, and I but I moved to Quincy full time in in, in late 1990. Um, and of course, then just a couple years later is when they had the merger, and uh, then you know then eventually uh, you know the the, the now that it's now a, a lot that that Blessing still owns. But you said Blessing is very supportive of what you guys oh, are yes, doing this weekend. So. Appreciate that, and uh, talk a little bit about um, again when you're we're talking about trying to schedule an, a, an event in a in basically a wide open lot in May. You can have a tent. You know, <laughs> you might want to. <laughs> yeah, after yesterday, it's like oh, maybe we need to rethink this. Yeah. You know, uh, that's why we pick, kind of picked later in the day, sure. which doesn't really mean anything in Quincy, Illinois, in the Midwest. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. uh, and it's not going to be that long, so. Right. So we're hoping that weather will cooperate. We do have a rain date of the following Monday, which would be May 22nd, okay. if weather does not cooperate. So, and we're hoping to have enough volunteers that uh, parking, you know, all on Vermont Street, those of you familiar with that area, the north side of Vermont from 14th to 16th is all parking. And mm -hmm. then there is a lot on 16th, the south side, 16th in Vermont, large parking. So, and, um, we're hoping to have a few golf carts Good. that if people need a little assistance, because the field, you know, 
walking on the field. Yeah. So golf carts would take the people right to the spot. We'll have it all set up. Logistics, we don't know because we don't know how many people to expect. Right. So we'd like to make this a large crowd so it would be impressive from the air. Well, again, I think it's great. And we always want to honor our history. And again, the hospital is such an important part of the community's history. And again, to, for uh, what a noble uh, goal and a great achievement for, for these three women who, who yeah, stepped off a boat and worked with some other folks in town to give us the hospital. Uh, you know, it's funny because you mentioned that time of, of year. Um, or that time when this happened was was right after the end of the Civil War, and then you had the hospital get in, and then of course we eventually did have our own uh, veterans home here then, yeah. and uh, so we really did. That's really kind of when Quincy, I guess you know, because you know Quincy, I know the the hospital uh, uh, blessing and, and QMG both talk about the regional he- healthcare approach, but these are really the roots of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they go again going back to the 1860s is is pretty impressive. It so is. it is. All right. Well, I want to thank you guys for stopping by again the events on May 19th. We will have some details on the event linked uh down below in the article. Again, thanks for stopping by and I wish you clear skies and calm breezes on May 19th. And appreciate that very much. <laughs> All right. Thanks and a can lot. Can I just add, sure, please. add one thing? Uh we are inviting former employees, doctors, uh, volunteers, people who went to school at St. Mary Hospital, as well as the community to observe uh, this story about people, because it's not about the bricks and the mortar that we're talking about. We're talking about people. And it's the story of the people who came into this Quincy community, the people that they served, and also those who are carrying on that spirit within their heart. Absolutely. Like you said, we've got still, there are still a heck of a lot of people around this town who were born there oh, yeah. and uh, you know had had major life events happen there uh, perhaps they lost a loved one there perhaps they recovered from a serious accident there and you know you're always going to have those those memories and uh, like you said just because a building's not there I'm sure anybody anytime still somebody drives by that lot who had one of those life-altering experiences they're going to think about it and it, it indeed is Quincy history absolutely so thanks again ladies appreciate thank it you, thank you it's all the time we have for now we'll catch you tomorrow Muddy River News, our home, our news.